What's going on, Tribe, and happy Black History Month. My name is Nicole. And my name is Kia, and we are the co-owners of Glamorina. Glamorina is an inclusive women's lifestyle brand specializing in culturally inspired active wear, intentionally designed to complement all complexions and body types. Our mission is to provide a safe space in health and wellness where every body belongs. Yes. Welcome to Behind Glamorina Moms on a Mission podcast, where we discuss how we balance being successful Black women entrepreneurs, working nine to five jobs, motherhood, self-care, and everything in between. Yes. So thank you guys so much for tuning into our very first episode. Before we dive into the topics for today, we want to have a mental health check in every episode just to you know see how we're doing, mm-hmm. see how each other's doing. And so you, while you're listening, you have that mental health check in too. Um, so Kia, like, how are you feeling today? Like, where mm-hmm. are you mentally? Let's let's what's your mental health check in? Yes, I love mental health check ins. I think that's important. Um, where am I? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like, you know, it's it's the new year. And um, for someone like me that suffers from anxiety, that can often bring a little bit of pressure, like a little bit of pressure of, you know, what are all the things that I accomplished last year and what do I want to accomplish this this year? So I'm giving myself space to take my time, especially the month of January, and think about what are my intentions and what do I want to accomplish this year. Um, rather than trying to squeeze it in, you know, real fast, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where I am now. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I, yeah no, I, I, I need to take a note out of that book because I'm that person that always has to be on go. Like, I just don't feel like I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I'm not trying to outdo anybody, but I'm always, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing a thousand things, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, losing in life <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm really at a place where i'm like okay just soak it in don't you can't always be on go and and really reap the benefits of what you're doing if you don't take a minute to pause so i'm right. definitely working on trying to pause trying to mm-hmm. live in the moment and i think that's mentally where i am i'm i'm overwhelmed but trying to give myself that you know mm-hmm that time to soak it in. Cause like when it's gone, it's gone. Like we have one life, right? So if you're just right. always on go and you yeah. never enjoy it. Yep. So that, yeah. That's I think I like taking a break, allowing ourselves to like have um, moments where we're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Um, really having breaks in our life. I yeah. think that's, that's important. Well, um, We thought it would be only right to kick off our Black History Month with our very first podcast episode as we take you through our journey as Black women and Black women business owners. In today's episode of Behind Glamorina Moms on a Mission, we want to talk about our personal backgrounds and what led us to coming together to create a brand that has become a community pillar in inspiring health and wellness and driving generational wealth. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that that's what we've built with this business. Like we have really become this pillar in the community. Like people look up to the brand that we've built. And I, I don't think personally, <laughs> I don't think we ever thought we will be as far as we are with the brand. So I think having this podcast, taking people who haven't heard of the business, who have supported the business, just behind the business to see and learn more about us as the co-founders and how we got to this point, I think it's important for people 
and will be motivation to people who do want to start their own business. Um, Definitely. I think also with our podcast and while we're starting this, guys, we really want to um, continue our relationship with customers um, outside of just the shopping experience. Like we want to kind of give you guys an open door to just how it's been in terms of running a business. Again, like being Black women, moms. I mean, we're going to be talking about everything. So this is going to be a space for us to really um, dive into all of these intricate parts of our lives. Invite you guys to share your stories. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll have guests eventually. So we're just starting out with us two sharing our story. But I want we also want to be able to invite um, the, anyone who knows us or wants to, you know, share their input on a certain topic. So, yeah, this is just opportunity because we are so appreciative. We love our, our customers. Like Nicole said, I mean... We came together seven years ago, which I know this is going to dive into the story, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we came together seven years ago with this idea um, and to see, to have put out our first collection um, in 2015 and to be putting out a new collection every year and have all of these people buying our things. And we have some really loyal customers. I mean, if you have a business out there and you put a product or a service out and you see like people wearing it or using the product and they're raving about it, um, that's really amazing. That really feels good. Like, wow, I'm, I'm doing something right. Cause yeah. we had a lot of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of trial and error. So, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah, no, no, I mean, we can dive in like this doesn't like we want y'all to know that this is like super real raw, like we're not going to come in here and mm-hmm. be super robotic or have to be looking super perfect for the video platform when we you know post this on video. So it's just really, uh, you know, taking you guys behind the scenes. So like he has said, we've been doing this for seven years. And I wanted to just take it back for a quick sec of how we even came together and started so many people ask us this and want to know this. So just kind of wanted to set the tone for the first episode to say, okay, this is who we are and kind of how we mm-hmm. came together. Um, so I'll, you know, give a brief, uh, brief on myself. So I have a visual art background. I'm a mom. Um, when we came together, that was like 2015, I want to say, mm-hmm. where we had our first conversation and I had finished art school. I was doing this hand-painted shoe collection um, and just pushing that. So I've always had like this entrepreneur mindset. And that's when Kia approached me about, you know, coming together in some way. So I don't know if Kia, you want to dive in. Yes. Um, That's right. I think I said we put out our first collection in 2015, but that was 2017. Yeah, we came together in 2015. Um, So I have a teaching background. Um, I actually went to school for sociology. So (laughs) like many of us, maybe doing something different um, than what our degree was in. But I started teaching um, right after college. And... um, I started to Glamorina as this blog and, you know, was just kind of rolling with that for a little bit. And I saw Nicole, I met her through family and saw, you know, her being a model and a visual artist, a painter. Um, I, and she had a shoe collection. And so, you know, I thought, you know, let's team up so, in some capacity. And it was great. It was, it was, it was magic almost because mm-hmm. we, um, weren't in the best. We weren't, I don't want to say we weren't best of friends. We didn't really know each other. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We just 
saw each other through family and we would say our, our the pleasantries. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> But we didn't really know each other. But uh, Nicole and I had both become mothers at this point. By the time I approached Nicole, we were both moms. And so I feel like right away we could connect that we were mothers and we were connected in this family. And um, I approached her about the idea, you know, let's do something with this Glamorina, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when it all started in terms of us brainstorming um, different ideas of where we want to take the business. You know, like I said, I was teaching. I also started personal training. Um, and so we, the brainstorming, <laughs> uh, we had a few different ideas, you know what I mean? In terms of um, where we started and then how we came to have um, an athletic line. Yeah. And I want to say that that's true. That's very true. And I just want to say for people listening who maybe listening because they want to um, start a business, have a successful business. It's okay if you start with one idea (laughs) and end up with another one. So we started like a a lot of people in fashion, you have this little boutique idea where you're just reselling clothes and you're, um, you know, just trying to sell the trends, right? We, Kia and I, we packed up the kids. We drove up to New York we started like shopping those wholesale in the wholesale district. I think it was called or fashion district. I'm not sure. I think wholesale mm-hmm. yeah. um, in New York, drove up there, paid all this money for tolls and all this, <laughs> all this stuff. Took our small children on the streets of New York as we like handpicked out all these clothes that we wanted to resell. Um, only to find out that it was so cliche. Everybody was doing it. It was really no, nothing new. It didn't inspire mm-hmm. us really. Um, you know, I think you might agree, Kia, with that. It's like it was just yeah, it was just doing it. <laughs> I know. You know what's so funny is like when you look back at certain decisions that you made in the beginning of starting anything new, but especially a business, and it's like, what in the world were we thinking? I mean, if we were gonna wholesale clothes, we could have went anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we chose New York. And then we did, we, we went on a day and a lot of stores were closed. I yeah. think, I don't know if we went on a Sunday, like we went on the wrong day. A lot of stuff was stores were closed. Um, like you said, we were, I had Layla, I had my daughter in a stroller. I think you had your daughter in a stroller, like a bigger kid stroller, but something so that she didn't have to walk. Cause it was, we were traveling, walking around the streets. We rented a car guys, drove up to New York, parked the car somewhere, then walked around the streets of New York looking for boutiques and things like that to purchase items to resell. Cause we thought we wanted, we thought Glamorina was going to be a boutique, an online boutique that resold items, clothes that were already made, apparel that was already made. Um, and say, hey, I mean, it was a lesson learned. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. But, but I, think <laughs> that's the, I think that's the beauty in it, to be honest. When I think back on these seven years, I feel like this is, is this year eight now we're starting? I think um, so. Yeah. When I think back on it, it's, I can appreciate the journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we had, you know, we've had some successes where with the current activewear brand, we've gotten like, so many orders in a day. And, and, you know, if we hadn't had this journey, if we hadn't learned all these things along the way, I don't mm-hmm. think we will be prepared for it. Um, be prepared for the rush and the success. So I think right. a takeaway from our journey, just in figuring out what we wanted to do is everything you do on your journey is going to prepare you for what you're meant to have. Um, the success that you're meant to have. It, it's, mm-hmm. you have to trust the process, trust the process. 
Yeah. Is the tagline. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, so then from this boutique, we had this boutique, mm-hmm. right? We we actually mm-hmm. did a little, we did a couple photo shoots. We got some oh, models. Yeah. We had models, photo yeah. shoots. Yeah, it was just, it was, we, we, we were doing some of the right things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it wasn't in vain. We actually would try to sell those clothes. But I think in like one year time span, we may have gotten like two orders. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, the math, but we didn't I can't remember. <laughs> we didn't I can't remember. Just, uh, you know, it, th- there really wasn't a real, real plan, I guess. We th- we thought we got some clothes, we'll sell these. And we didn't really think about, even if we did sell all of those items, what were we going to do next? Because we didn't have any more of those same thing. You know what I mean? We have one size and one item. So I guess that was the store we were going to be. We have mm-hmm. one size. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't sustainable, but it was plan. a learning experience. We didn't yeah. have a plan. Yeah. Um, we were just young and like excited for something new. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, I think. And so I was like, I just want to do something. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was just yeah. so funny. I don't I don't know. It was it was definitely a journey, but you know, then we had another idea. We don't have to go into every mm-hmm. idea, but we had another idea. We wanted to like to do like these African print bathing suits. Yes. Mind you, we had not seen it anywhere at that time. That was like maybe still 2015, early 2016, something like that, where, mm-hmm. you know, our, our daughters are, you know, Nigerian. Their, their dad's a Nigerian. So we wanted to incorporate that cultural essence into mm-hmm. something. So we were exactly. looking, sourcing fabrics and prints and things like that. But at the time, we, I don't know if you remember this, Kia, we went to even a local manufacturer and they were like, oh, no, we can't put that print on swimsuits. Like, that's not possible. Or either it was going to cost too much or something like that. But it was it was so many barriers trying to get that done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's it's amazing to think about. You're right. I think it was like 2015, 2016. We had this idea of doing swimwear. And a lot of people ask why African print? Where do we get that from? And they don't really maybe not. Some people might just think, oh, you just want to represent Africa. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also, like you said, our daughters, their fathers are Nigerian. So us having daughters by Nigerian men, you and I were introduced into uh, Nigerian culture. Me personally, I had never um, really met uh, Africans like that talked about their culture like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I Same. mean? I mean, where I'm from is <laughs> predominantly Caucasian. Um, even being a military brat, I've just known uh, African-Americans, you know, Black mm-hmm. Americans. So really meeting Africans when I moved to Maryland and went to College Park and being in that DMV area mm-hmm. and introducing being introduced to that culture was like, wow, it's just so beautiful to me. Um, and the prints and stuff. So, you know, you and I have a connection to our daughter's grandmother. Mm-hmm. She had these fabrics and I remember us meeting and we were, I don't know, the, the idea just came out of nowhere of like swimsuit. What if we put this African fabric on the swimsuit? Mm-hmm. Like how would that look? Cause no one had done that yet. Right. And um, I remember I cut out the fabric one day and was and sewed it onto the swimsuit so we could get a prototype. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was before guys, like there's some popular, beautiful African printed swimwear out there but so i'm not saying anyone no one else had that idea i'm not saying that Uh, obviously other people were probably thinking the same thing but i do feel like we had it first yeah (laughs) we just we didn't come out with it we couldn't come out because we didn't know like you said we went to the manufacturer i think it was going to be a lot of money and what we realized is that local manufacturers meaning manufacturers in the u.s is 
costs are five times more than outsourcing to a manufacturer overseas, which is why a lot of businesses do that. You know, they get manufacturing whatever goods and services in a different country because in the U.S., it is really expensive. And we went to some a manufacturer in Baltimore mm-hmm. and we just didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> we were young and dumb. That's how I always think about it because it was really a learning process for us yeah. in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a journey. Um, we learned a lot along the way, but we, once we really were, were like, you know, Kia was heavy into the fitness and she started thinking about, you know, doing this active wear or fitness wear because, you know, I mean, still today, but that even mm-hmm. more back then, you you rarely mm-hmm. saw black women in fitness advertisements just looking happy and healthy. Right. I know yes. growing up, I had never saw that. I had this stigma. And I think a lot of people who grew up early 2000s, 90s as a kid in the black community, so, you know, in urban black communities, mm-hmm. we thought it was funny. If we saw somebody working out outside, if they weren't <laughs> an athlete, we would laugh at them like, hi, you're working out. Oh, you're working out in the mm-hmm. cold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my, the narrative that I grew up on was just because I didn't have, I didn't see the representation. I didn't know it was cool. I didn't know working out could make you happier. And, you know, I just didn't mm-hmm. know. So I mm-hmm. think that, you know, Kia having this spark of like, you know, let's, what about fitness? What about fitness apparel? And then me just loving, like, I love athleisure because it's comfortable, but then also like trying to incorporate these prints because I, I'm an artist. Like I love prints. I love bold colors. I love design. So I'm like, this is the, it's, it just sounded like the perfect idea, the perfect concept to pursue. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. From it going from the swimwear to um, it was like a natural transition. I think we were just like, we can't do this one where I, I don't know. We just decided, no, we don't want to move with that. So I can't remember exactly what happened from swimwear to athletic, yeah. but we did that. I think it was also what was going on in the world. And um, uh, people were talking about leggings and, and wearing leggings more. So that was happening in terms of athleisure and active wear becoming more popular and people wearing them. Um but I think we really wanted to add a twist. Like we didn't just want to do active wear. I mean, that's that's an important aspect for us because we want our community to be healthier and active. I mean, we care about the women in our community. You have sisters. Mm-hmm. We both have aunts. Mm-hmm. We have women in, in, in our mothers. We have women in our lives that we can see um, may not be taking the best care of themselves or, you know, not being very healthy and, and it's affecting them. And so that's a concern for us. So like that, there's that aspect that we really do care about community of women in our lives and around us and their health, but also, so that, I think that was like part of the drive of wanting to have an activewear line. But the thing with Glamarina is we still wanted to have that African aspect. We still wanted to to bring, you know, the African prints and <clears throat> really, you know, um, really open up into like our culture and being celebrated and loving the, these bright prints and things like that from Africa and standing out and, yeah. and not being just a simple, you know, color, not that there's anything wrong with solid colors or anything, but our, our desire to still want to incorporate Africa into our designs we wanted that because like you said, we didn't see black women in any advertising. Like there's no, like you said, your narrative of growing up was, uh, 
it's not cool to work out or to be right. healthy. For me, um, growing up with mostly white people, it's they there was for me was like we want to be really skinny and like we exercise, exercise, like. <laughs> um, but so I didn't see me though. Like if I see the advertisements with the yoga clothes and the cute stuff, I didn't see up the black girl. And if I did, she was like super fit or already skinny. And she was like racially ambiguous. She really wasn't dark skinned. She wasn't, she didn't have natural hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't see any of that stuff um, in terms of ads. You know what I mean? And when you see Mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's like, it makes you feel like you don't belong. It's like these companies are saying, this is for us. You uh-huh. don't belong because we're not, we're not showing you. So we, they're not really marketing to you because right. they're, they're unconsciously saying that this is not your space. And that's kind of how yeah. I take it. When I see things like that, I'm like, well, you know, why, why am I not there? And, uh-huh. and you know, since we've kind of gotten into the brand, obviously more people, businesses want to make money. Right. So a lot of people are trying to include us now, but uh-huh. it's just like, when you don't see yourself, it's almost like, nah, you don't belong here. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. That's for what sure. you're telling me. Yeah. So I for think sure. that, um, I think that another connection to us using the African prince was like, you know, we want a space for women to belong, to feel like motivated and inspired to be healthier, but mm-hmm. we want to connect it to our roots. You know what I mean? Right. We know where we come from, even though some black people, African-Americans, they, they're not consciously thinking about it, but we know where we come from. So we wanted to incorporate that. So when women put on these pieces that we designed specifically for us, they feel represented, they feel their roots and they, they're just more inspired and more conscious of what they're doing and why. Right. Definitely. Definitely. It's interesting. I like, I remember this experience. I was living in um, downtown Bethesda and I was invited to this yoga class by one of my black friends and, but the yoga in the studio and stuff in Bethesda was all white. And so my friends, and this is my life, this is like my life because I grew up around mostly being the only black. That's my experience. Um, from childhood, I've had family and like, I got you know, introduced to black culture, obviously. Um, but in terms of schools and neighborhoods, it was like mostly I was one of few. So I'm used to it, but it never goes away. Um yeah. and then so when you experience it again, it still it still brings that feeling of like, oh God. So I remember walking into this yoga class and my friend wasn't there yet. And it's you just feel and see, like, I don't feel like I belong at all. You know what I mean? And um, so it's not even just advertisements and things like that, like even spaces, even mm-hmm. the actual fitness spaces. And we'll, we, we got lots of time to talk about this later, but yeah, that's why I'm so happy to see so many black owned fitness, yoga studios, meditation stuff. Like I'm glad for that, that I know some, Sometimes people might think, Oh, you got to be inclusive. Like, why are you saying it's just for black women? Mm-hmm. We need to have a space like that to feel comfortable because when you, for me, when I walked into that space, my friend, they're looking at me like, almost like, what do you want? Like, even the way I feel like people looked at me, it's like, why are you here, you know, doing yoga with us? Yeah. I felt that way too. (laughs) And I feel like, ma'am, are you lost? Like, that's how I felt. No, seriously. (laughs) I've I've, I've had, you know, I have had the opposite experience growing up as I've been around all black people. And when I've gone, like, if I used to think that just Maryland coming from, 
the hood in DC, mm-hmm. I used to think that Maryland was just full of white people because I hadn't been outside of my area. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really been around white people like that. So mine was the opposite. But even still, when you walk into, you know, once you get introduced into fitness, you're like, you know, I'm going to start going to yoga. I'm going to start going to um, a nice gym or whatever. And you go mm-hmm. and then you do feel uncomfortable. I don't care what your background was. Mm-hmm. Most black people were going to feel uncomfortable because we know the history of us with white people. Mm-hmm. So I've gone into spaces and I'm like, you know, trying to, I'm like hiding. <laughs> don't want to take too much space. <laughs> yeah, because you just never know what you're getting yourself into. You never know how people are perceiving you um, just because of the color of your skin. So mm-hmm. that's so real. And I know a lot of our listeners have at some point been in that space, whether it was a yoga studio, a restaurant or anything in between. It's like, you walk right. in, you're the only black person. You don't feel like you belong and you, you're on edge a little bit. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, what is this mm-hmm. about to be? Um, right. But yeah, I think us advertising to a brand for black women, to black women, from black women, is just important and it's needed. And we're going to continue to push, continue to make sure that we belong as black designers in this space and that our community belong as black women in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly how we both describe the feeling of not feeling, um, not not belonging, going into a space again where maybe the only black or the only whatever, and it's just like I the way that they have it set up, the way that I feel is like I'm not supposed to be here, but we are supposed to be there. That's the 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 unique and most important part is black women deserve to be <laughs> healthy and have peace and calmness and meditate, and we can be soft and like, we don't, I feel like there's not enough, like still images and narrative about that, that, um, that, that, that show that, that show black women with ease and softness. Like we're not all hard and fighting. I don't know. It's just like that feeling that's happening in society and around us. That's why it's been great. And it's so important for Black people have been creating our own. And that's like the greatest thing. The, the There have been Black-owned businesses for centuries. I mean, yeah. for years and years. But I really love that in terms of our generations um, to see more and more Black entrepreneurs just taking hold of like, okay, so you don't have hand soap like the, for my skin mm-hmm. or what? I need, I'm going to create my own hand soap. You'll have laundry detergent for like things for us. I'm going to create my own. I mean, it's, it's so great. And so for us um, being in the active wear market, seeing, you know, again, advertisement, seeing we don't see that. And so Nicole and I just were like, we are going to create that ourselves. You know, yeah, you might not see, you know, in an ad, a 3X woman like working out and the, the, her body moving, just like um, Lizzo talks about all the time, because some people are like disgusted by, you know, that. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing for really skinny girls. Like I've heard, I've, I've been super, super skinny and I've had friends that are just, Tell me about their experiences too, about if they're at the gym, they feel uncomfortable. And I am just in the gym, but just feeling like your body is not enough or you're not mm-hmm. good enough. And I love that we and Glamorina have consciously made a decision that our advertising, our inclusion, our designing, it's not even just advertising, but honestly, it starts with the design. Mm-hmm. Our designing is going to include a variety of body types. We want to show that because we want Black women to feel represented, to feel like you belong in our Glamorina community. That's so important to us. Yeah, so important. And 
again, with this first episode, we really kind of wanted to introduce ourselves to the podcast space, introduce ourselves to our tribe around the world, you know, social media customers, whatever that know us, but don't, you know, haven't really gotten the inside of who we are or haven't seen us speak. And we want to do that with this podcast, give you guys this background and our why, really our why is what we're trying to push with this podcast for people in this space who want to be in this space or who just want that motivation, you know, when it comes to black culture, black business, health and wellness, that's what we're here for. That's what the brand is. We're going to continue to push the narrative, continue to put out products that are for us, that fit us well, that fit us in the areas we know we need to fit us for our skin tones. Um, and like he has said, no matter the body type, we're, we're, we're showing it all because that's who we are. And another thing when it comes to just body image is whether you're skinny on the plus side or in the middle, like we all, I know I've seen people where I'm like, girl, your body looks good. And they're like, no, you don't see Mm -hmm. this. If if we always have this thing, like we don't ever feel like we're perfect or where, where we want to be, but this space is really to help us love ourselves where we are. Love who you are at the moment. Like Mm -hmm. if you have goals for your body, fine, that's fine, but don't hate who you are because that's not healthy. So just trying to push that narrative too and everything that we do. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I think we can probably wrap up for for our first episode. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. We have so many supporters all Mm -hmm. over the world. And sometimes I wake up, I'm like, how did we get here? You know, everything Mm -hmm. has been organic. We haven't really paid for marketing. People are just finding us and we appreciate Mm -hmm. it. We appreciate all the support. So this is our first episode of Behind Glamarina, Moms on a Mission. We have a passion for building sisterhood through wellness and creating a safe space where all women feel like they belong. Definitely. And um, again, thank you guys for listening, for watching, for deciding to uh, go along on this journey with us. Um, There's so much to share. And like, we're really excited to just, again, like kind of step off the platform of um, Glamorina and us, you know, the selling the transaction part and really continue our relationship with our followers and customers and anyone that wants to get to know us as business owners. So um, thank you guys continue to uh, catch each episode. Um, Be sure to visit glamarina.com to shop culturally inspired activewear that reminds you that you are enough. Stay well. And until next episode, see you guys. (laughs) 